episode of Speakers of Heidelin is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers Omeji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Circa Barakil, Remy Asalia, Arcadia Lunashine, Alex Franco AV, Winebow Brood, Psyche, Asuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimstotter, Nat Clay, Lily Black, Bob Cece, Mikta Rabentau, Sapa Chakwatol, Edwin, Umbral Wind, Quick Levin, Pamela Isley, Camille Grino, Elenriel Maximus, Codrith Novelis, Mira Miri, Bay Barbelly, Suno Chicano, Celeste Nautrell, Lazy Boy, A Bag of Dragonite, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Stormarrow, Tex, Yowie Wowie, Kai Lin, AJ Brainswordson, Anathus Moonscar, Arthur Law, Viridan Derard, Cypup, Spencer Christmas, and Noy Fafnir. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. Evening, Aorsians. Welcome to Speakers of Idolin, episode 290. Oh my god, we're 10 away from 300. I'm Lakeel Bravestone, uh, and I'm joined today by Georgi Wiston, Mela Vanadar, and Rolo Dez. Hello. 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 Don't stop. Ignore this knife I'm putting in Noah. Okay, yeah, Rolo. I was going to say, don't put that, don't hold I that up during a stream. Whatever. Look, I made Hello. a little gnome. <laughs> Rolo's, up. <laughs> Rolo's up here, like, whittling. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> Mayla, he's, or, he's already older than us. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what? what are you on about? Uh, all right. Um, all right. Welcome. Uh, this is episode 290. It is March 12th, 2022. Uh, today's main topic um, is an interview with Games Radar with Yoshi P. Uh, is Ishikawa in it as well? I uh, might be Ishikawa. Yes, yes, yes Ishikawa is in it as well. Uh, about the twists and turns of uh, Endwalker. Uh, we'll also talk about some of the upcoming events, among them Little Ladies Day, uh, and we'll be reading your mogmail, speakersxiv.com slash mogmail. Now, we are starting later than usual, but um, I think we can cram in a tiny post-show at the end, so um, in that we will answer what little we have of questions from the syndicate. Um, Alright, um, that's uh, that's it for... Um, that's. I almost finished the show. That's it for the show. Thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, let's jump into uh, recent <laughs> events. All right. Uh, and in recent events, uh, we have a uh, kind of breaking. Uh, so um, Endwalker has won best online game in the Famitsu Dengeki Game Awards 2021. Congratulations. Well uh another award oh, they just keep coming um we're suffering from success here we don't know we don't have more space to like where do we put all these awards um i believe yoshi p was also up for most valuable creator but he lost to masahiro sakurai 
Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Valuable. That's, that's, that's a funny measurement. <laughs> yeah, that most valuable creators kind of. I can't remember the, the exact description. It was something like that, though. It was what like something it? like a little bit absurd. Okay, I he, see. He's done with Smash, though. He hasn't done anything with it like all of last year. Right? True. Uh, yeah, but I don't he's think valuable, this, this most, he's just worth a lot. I don't think lot. most valuable creator oh. is a very like I don't think they do that every year, Rollo. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Thank you, Sakurai. Thank you very much. Um, all right, uh, moving on in uh, the... Uh, la I mean, we keep getting new CGI renders. Estinian is up now. Um, so there's a new CGI render on the official Twitter. Oh, you didn't show his dainty little feet. I didn't show his dainty little feet. I had to. I had to make a choice. Do I show the top half or the bottom half? It'd be weird if I just showed off his feet. <laughs> but, but yeah, there it is. Uh, it's Estinian and Vritra or... Vitra is it? Depends on who you ask yeah. in the game. Vitra is a cool. Yeah, go on. Vitra mm. is a cool dragon, but God, he's probably the ugliest of Midgard's on his <clears> children. Oh, he's got so many teeth. He's got yeah, some he's teeth problems. Most of them. Yeah. He's I don't like the weird, like giant ones that are like tusks mm. that come out of his mouth. True. True. What's oh, the evolutional Vritra. like advantage to this? Like, I need to know. Like, why do you develop like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the function of it. Like, it's hey, odd. If uh, he looked like this, I can understand why he hid himself away from his. <laughs> wow. True, true. Um, okay, well, there you go. That's on Follow the official Twitter, yeah. I have to say, following this pattern, I'm expecting Graha next week. <laughs> We're getting artwork of every, like, scion that doesn't have official artwork yet. Oh, is it going to be like the weird thin neck Graha, though, from the. From the... CGI trailer. Probably. Oh god! Oh, I don't like looking yeah. at that oh, Graha. God, yeah, that Graha scares me. Okay. Put him back. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, that's uh, that's happened. Uh, what's uh, about to happen is a new Moogle Treasure oh. Trove event uh, oh. starting on Monday, this coming Monday, uh, March fourteenth, until the launch of Patch six point one. Well, it'll look. It'll all already have started if you're watching this on demand. If you're watching this on oh, demand, great. you are so hopefully already doing this. Um, so the new item, there is one new item, I think, as usual. No, it's no. not. Is it is it's just the Mamashiba earring. This is the worst one that does. No, I don't think there's any. <laughs> we we have started to recycle uh, already on the Moogle Treasure Trove stuff. So um, if you missed the Mamashiba earring, uh, you can get that now. Um... I don't know if there's anything worth talking about in terms of what you can no. get. Um, Suzaku's Kamui. Yeah. I can't remember if that what it was last time, but you can get that. Yeah. I did have a dream actually that the uh, the Nightmare Pegasus was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah. That would be, cool. that would be nice. That'd be like good. this is kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. Actually, put the fucking Nightmare Pegasus for like five Google tombstones. Oh my god, for five! <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just giving it away. Like, Maybe this is a dream. <laughs> uh, well, uh, important. That... Yeah, go on, uh, Georgi. Well, they're giving away the controlled chaos hairstyle, which is. Available for like sky builder scripts, so I don't think it's that yeah. pressing. I don't think I would spend tomes on that. No, well, it's only eighteen hundred no. sky builder scripts too. I think. So. Yeah, and I think, and how easy is it to get sky builder scripts now? Right. It, it just do one of the fits. The defeats, mm, yeah. Whenever they come up, which no one is tracking, apparently there's no tracker for them. So that's no. Every two I mean, hours, I think it's in game. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is in game. It's but every nice two hours. Thing. Every. It's every two hours, like every two days. Yeah. 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 
Um, there's a selection of the Allegan PvP gear, but weirdly, it's not every set. And no, it's they're... mainly striking and scouting. But yeah. well, grinding Wolfmarks that... is boring. So yeah, that's true. That's the one that's that was designed, Mela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they only ever have the one that was designed. Mm -hmm. But that's cool if you want them. Yeah, they're only fifteen each. Yeah. Um, importantly, uh, of course, it'll be the last probably Mogul Treasure Trove where the Praetorium, uh, in its current, at least in its current state, will give you ten uh, irregular tombstones uh, for the Mogul event. So a nice yeah. way to like say goodbye to the Praetorium runs. Um, doing it. This it's scripture this time, by the way. Yes, this it is scripture. Poor Meridianum er Erasure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Meridianum uh, is seven uh, tomes here, but it is sidelined with Dunscathe as well. So it's got this Dunscathe and Castro Meridianum, seven irregular tomestones of scripture. Um, <laughs> the funniest part of this so Dunscathe is seven, mm. Mark is five. Yeah. Void Arcs 3, you have to scroll all the way down for Void Arc, <laughs> yes. even though it's the same series. Yes. Uh, PvP as well. Um, uh, not uh, the one that goes away, though. So um, these are the, uh, um, you know... It's the four um, frontline front ones yeah. and Hidden Gorge. Yes. For Rival Wings. Yeah. Do we know, have we have any, like... When the when this last happened, was was Rival Wings part of that, and did that increase? Yes. yes. Yeah. It was. was it actually yes, possible it was... to play then? Yeah. Okay. Slightly yeah. more. Yeah. Okay, that's good. This is like one of one of the most playable times for Rival. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The queuing outside of doing yeah. Rival Wings. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's do some uh, Rival Wings. It's genuine. I'd, now that I'd, I get it, yeah, it's fun. I like Rival Wings. Rival Wings. Uh, Why yeah. the front lines? Yeah, go on. Of all dungeons, why is Copper Bell Mines hard in this list? Wait, is it? Well, then let's not forget your Copper for Mines still above Void Arc here. Uh, yeah. Copper Bell Mines hard, Pharaoh Sirius, the Keeper of the Lake, and the Orum Veil for four so, irregular tombstones of scripture. I get Orum Veil, and I get Zamile, which is for three. Copper Bell Mines hard is so optional. Are they is. really needing to like convince people to do it? Yeah, I guess. I, I if I was to think of like any of the optional dungeons, like which one would be the least popular? I feel like Copperbell might be pretty high up on that list. Yeah, I... <laughs> but it's so... in a roulette, so you're gonna get it randomly anyway. Yeah. Well, there you yeah. go. Um, I, I feel like they just pick random ones for these lower ones. Like, yeah. Picked. I don't know. Yeah, might just, might be that simple as well. Why that one? Yeah, they might just be like, maybe they just random, like, pull, like, I don't know, they have some sort of system where they just pull random names out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, so there you go. That starts uh, Monday, March 14th at 1 a.m. PDT uh, and will last until the launch of patch 6.1. So there you go. Perfect time to level to stuff. With, um, um, you don't need to worry too much about this event. This is like a breather event. Yeah. If you've done the other but one. It's, yeah. But this, this the, what I like about this uh, event is that you sort of. Uh, you kill two birds with one stone because you, if you exactly. want to level something, this is perfect because mm. now you actually get two rewards for it: exp and tomes. Yeah. Oh, the delicious tome! This, <laughs> this is the the nice tomes. This is what the was it? Uh, Heaven's word 
launch tones, right? Scripture, yeah. Not launch. Late nope. heavensward. Yeah, it's late, late heavensward. Oh yeah, it might be. Amber I thought heavensward. it was mid heavensward. Mm. I I just miss those little green tones. They look so yeah. yummy. Mm. Yeah, they do look good. Yeah. Um. Let me let me just check quickly where they they came in three point four. 3.4. Oh, okay. so they are late. So they would have been added. The last ones added then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on to uh, another event that's coming up. Little Ladies Day. Uh, oh, also starts at 1am March 14th. Yeah, so there's two events going off at the same time. Um, this one will not last until launch. Uh, the, the, this uh, ends on March 31st. Um, yes. Yeah, two weeks. What a strange a length of time. Mm. It is an unusual time, but I feel like you'll probably need about 15 to 20 minutes to fully complete this, uh, <laughs> this event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't look that in-depth. It does. Well, it's hard to tell with these because I don't think we get a lot of... We don't get the pitch anymore, so well, we no, wouldn't know. Hey, yeah. we got a very small little little sentence and a half. Yeah, as we usually do. Maribel... Yeah. yeah, Maribel is seeking an experienced adventurer to aid her entry for this year's Little Ladies' Day walk-off. Mm -hmm. As you happen what, what to you pass by... This don't question that. As you happen to pass by, she looks you up and down, a glint in her eye. Uh -huh. There you go. Are you going to wear the crown? Yeah, well, the reward. That's your new mentor mm -hmm. crown. This is it the reward. So... A little crown. It looks like they photoshopped it on the Viera. It, <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. This is one of the worst rewards. Do you think they've had? This is it as well. Yeah. And it's not even diable. No, it's it is not, not even diable. No. No. But it's I, very bad. Reward. I have a feeling this is sort of the future of like re hat rewards because this is the only way you can make it fit perfectly on a Viera <laughs> and a Rothgar. That's true. This is not uh, just rewards. This is helmets going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gonna be tiny little. <laughs> I hope like so. that, like the elbow helmet, like just the completely <laughs> round one, just yeah. slightly yeah. off center on top of your hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to clarify. I yeah. do like this. I just think that overall, this being the only reward is really shitty. Oh yeah, if it had like an orchestrian role or a minion or something additional, I would. Why didn't they include that. a mobile? Why is not there more outfit? Where's yeah. my cake? <laughs> Why is it viable? There's so many things they could have added. Yeah. 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 It's a little disappointing. It is. It is. Um, but hey. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure we don't have a. It, might, it yeah. might become cool. Like last, you know, sometimes it sounds like it's going to be a rubbish story and then it gets really weird and mm -hmm. dark and cool. So. Mm -hmm. Reserve judgment. Yeah. Um, well, I don't have a slide for this next one, I just realized, but uh, we'll, we'll also quickly mention that Final uh, Square Enix has created a new YouTube channel um, where they've put pretty much, well, not all of their music, but a lot of their Final Fantasy music. Um, More than you'd expect them to. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's got like all the Nier games, it's got yeah. like, Dragon Quest, yeah. um, the Mana series games and stuff, it's got loads mm -hmm. of old and it's the full soundtracks. It is. Um, it's. Uh, I wish I had the uh, address uh, just available, but I don't. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's good because they might not be big enough for a unique. Um, URL Here's the game. address for people that want it. Yeah, it's in the description. It's not a unique address. The they're, they're too small. It's only yeah. Square Enix. So. Yeah, it's only Square Enix. Oh yeah, Square Enix music. Yeah, uh, and that's good because that gives you a place to go. To just listen to the music, because I, I, mm -hmm. there, there's been 
a company, I'm not going to mention the name of it, that is very, that's hitting people very hard that have uploaded music that is difficult mm -hmm. to find exactly. elsewhere. Um, yeah. So maybe. And here's the, here's the, the real ring with that is you can buy all of Square Enix's music if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. You can't buy any of that company's. Right, right. Yeah. That's, that is untrue. You can buy some. Some. But Very not, few, though, but not, I, not to the degree that company has a pretty extensive no. library uh, of music that is not they, available. They have some like, obscure game tracks on here, actually. They have um, Sino Alice, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. a game that's not good at all. No, but yeah, that's but it might music. have a good soundtrack, yeah. yeah they even have official, like, you know, like lo fi remixes and EDM remixes or stuff. It's bizarre yeah like they've gone all out and i'm all about that yeah that's cool you should still expect a delay for when the official releases will be made uploaded 100%. to this channel oh yeah yeah you you will not get the uh 5.5 and the endwalker soundtracks on here at least for another year or so no no but well, hey it's good like... that they 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 actually i wonder if they saw what the other company was doing and they're like mm, Maybe we should yeah. do something. Why are we not saying I'm It's Nintendo. I just think it's funny to make <laughs> it sound like it's this <laughs> ominous, scary company. If you don't say their name, they discredit them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, we don't know why they made it, but it's good that they have. Uh, there you go. Uh, there's a 14. Sorry, a Final Fantasy. No, a Square Enix channel um, <laughs> with all their music. Oh, well. Asterix. A lot of them. Is there Kingdom Hearts so music on here? I'm curious. I don't no, know. Kingdom I don't Heart. think so. I don't know. If, I don't know. If Oof, Kingdom Hearts. Music. No, that's the problem. Kingdom Hearts music is uh, the copyright on that is it's yeah, not a lot of it's great. Disney. <laughs> yeah. The Kingdom Hearts music is on Spotify though, so they yeah. might get uploaded at some at point. Some possibly point. not on this channel. It there, it but might take some, some negotiation before they can default. do that. Yeah. And Octopath and Near mm -hmm. the World Ends With You and that rubbish Balan Wonderworld yeah. game that was. How dare you leave Balan Wonderland alone? Made by <laughs> masterful Sega person who made Sonic. Uh -huh. I can't remember his name, but it's the Sonic guy. Eugene yeah. Naka. Yeah, the con yeah, the control Eugene scheme was made by a man who only has a thumb. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with having a single thumb player game, huh? You gotta. Show off all your thumbs. Huh? <laughs> okay, all right. Um, uh, moving on from that, um, there were some DDoS attacks uh, on uh, March 9th uh, on the North American server specifically. Um, mm -hmm. That has since been resolved, um, but it, it was a pretty. Uh, Keep hearing a buzzing sound. I was wondering what that buzzing noise is. Is, is it, it me again? Is it you? I don't know. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm gonna. Yeah, my right compressor now, is going off on your channel, Rollo. So I think it is you. Yeah, I stopped. I don't know what it is. Do you have something uh, touching your mic? Like it's like a hum. Every time you talk, it's fine. But when you stop talking, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know what? Give me a moment. I'll okay. Try All, right. All right. I'll just. Uh, I'll just keep Come going. On. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I'll just read the post that was posted on March 9th. We're currently experiencing technical difficulties due to a DDoS attack. Players may experience the following issues as a result. We are investigating the attack and taking countermeasures. Additional information will be provided as the situation develops. Um, it lasted for a f Was it a few hours before it was over? It, it did go on for a while. Um, mm. but... 
Yeah, uh, the European servers didn't go down like the no, same way. It was I only the North American servers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was resolved. I don't know. People that do DDoS attacks against video games, like, what is the point? Like, what? why are you doing that? Uh, it, and they're angry. <laughs> About what? I, I don't know. Nikhil, consider. Yeah. I'm going to assume this is a geopolitical reason that this is happening. For 14. And they, and they might be angry that they cannot play the game right now. Hmm. I don't know. That that sounds very sketchy to me. But all right. Well, uh, okay. I don't. I don't know if that would be. I mean, a... it's, any DDoS attack is sketchy. I feel like for you'd the have I don't... other things to do if it was that reason. Well, but... yeah. <laughs> oh, that does sound better. Yes, I can't. Better. I can't hear anything better. now. Okay. Um, okay. Um, whatever the reason is, uh, it was resolved. Um, all right. Uh, next. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> it seems St Stasha has been yeah! revived <laughs> in Strangers, uh, Stranger of Paradise, um, which we we played yesterday, uh, and we yeah. got to this actual dungeon. It's only the second dungeon in the game. It is. Um, yeah, it's it's Stasha, but I mean, it's Stasha visually, but it's not actually the dungeon they call it something else but i can't they remember do. what it was called i'm um, trying to find that information yeah um why, why like of all the dungeons they chose <laughs> Sasha. what all right guys we need to put a game or some dungeons areas from different games across final mm -hmm. fantasy what you got for 14 <laughs> most iconic dungeon ever yes yeah, the provoker <laughs> secret thank you yeah. um yeah. i or the provoker secret one of them. Yeah. I suspect they picked Sasha really? because they could. What? <laughs> what? What was that that's exclamation, cool, Mela? Provoker was a town in FF1. So that's oh. I think, I think. Yeah, that's why I think they chose Sasha because they could implement it into this point in the story's lore. Like, yeah. I, the one you, thing you, that I was you, worried about with adding like. Uh, an homage to every Final Fantasy game was that like, it would just be weird and theme parkish. But if they're actually trying to push it into like the world of one, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm yeah. behind that. Yeah. The first dungeon in Final Fantasy One wasn't pirate themed, but you do visit a town that has got pirates, mm -hmm. so they sort yeah. of extended it for the purposes of Stranger of Paradise. Yeah. That's cool. There is a weird mention of it being like from the 14th dimension, though. So it is. Yes. There is some lore about these things coming from different dimensions, but it's Gosh. not 100% clear. And the story of the game is so absurd that I don't know if we'll know. <laughs> Isn't it good? It's great. It's, it's the best PS2 game ever. I, I, you I know what, Rollo? It is so bad that it's good. Like, it's like... <laughs> See? Yeah, yeah, I love it. So, yeah. I, I really want to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it is fun. Bizarre. <laughs> that, uh, that's yeah. bullshit. Plays rap music. <laughs> yes! <laughs> It's so stupid. Fuck this scene. Let's play Babylon's Fall. That's the, that's the <laughs> oh, God, God, Babylon's Fall <laughs> looks so bad. Unfortunate. <laughs> really bad. I Wait, cannot believe mention, it. Yeah. Did you ever mention the armor thing? I, I think. Oh, yeah. When they were using like 14 armor? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah that's not bad at all or anything. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, what's now that. I mean, is it out now? I think it yeah. is, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's good, very bad. They should reviews. not have it's... released that game uh, in the state. I, I'm, I'm holding my tongue on this one. You know what? I'm going to try it out because I actually kind of like the beta. It was like, okay. They have tried okay. to go for an art style in that game. And unfortunately, the art style <laughs> is bad graphics. <laughs> and I did. They, they really tried to make it painterly. Yeah. I think it's it was better in the beta, and then they made it worse. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's so sad because when they first um, teased Babylon's Fall, it was. It looked it like looked it was going to cool. be this grand game. Oh, yeah, I was excited. And then, I mean, originally yeah. it was just the name. Yeah, and like a year of silence. Yeah, and they were like, "Bam, life service game." Yes, let's go. Yes, by a company or a developer that doesn't make live service games. No. Yeah. Well, apparently it was Platinum Games that were interested in making it a live service game. Mm -hmm. They wanted to experiment with Babylon's Fall. Yeah. It's it's an experiment, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to pay off, but... Yeah, no. (laughs) Oh, well, at least you can buy in-game currency for it as well. Good. That's good. That's that's the mark of a good game right there. That's good. I have to say, I don't even know if Babylon's Fall is the most insidious game that Square Enix has released in the last two weeks. Mm. No! Have you seen some of their gotcha games? Let's talk about... I know this is more of a post-show, but fuck it. (laughs) Chocobo GP. Yeah, see? How? Okay, I just need to... For those that don't know, I just need to say this. There are two versions of this fucking game as of right now. There's a light version, which is free! And then there's a premium version, which is 40 pounds. The free version comes with... I don't know how many dry, how many characters you get. Let's say five. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant because of what I'm about to say. <laughs> the premium version, which is 40 has microtransactions, a store, and its own extra purchasable currency, and they slap you over the face with it when you start the game for the first time. They literally are like, oh, hey, you bought this game, well, cool, pay more, because you need to unlock cloud. You want cloud, don't you? Well, you need to buy our season pass. What the fuck? The absurd thing is you are paying for the privilege of paying more money. Yes. Don't you yeah, you can't that? buy it on the free version. Why isn't that sweet? No. Yeah, that's important. That store is not in the free version. What? What the <laughs> fuck? That should be switched. I, I I fully believe that when it comes to Square Enix's like gotcha games or whatever or mobile division, uh, maybe it's two studios or just two dudes specifically. They're like. All right, I'm going to make the really bad one. Yeah. Like, just the dog shit, most money-grubbing thing ever. Okay, I'm going to make the one that's actually kind of decent, but doesn't make any money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What the hell? I am so confused by this. Uh, It's also like, I feel like they... they Squeeze as much money as they can at launch. Yeah, and then like, I don't, don't give a fuck about this. We'll close this in a year. Yes, yes. I think it's what happened to uh, Brave... No, the Brave XPS. Isn't it Record Keeper? Oh, yeah, Record Keeper. Yes. Record still going. It's still going, but. Yeah. Still going. Yeah. I like Record Keeper as a concept, but it had too many loading screens that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know what? Fuck all that shit. Let's play the first soldier or whatever. Come on. No. You can get the scorpion in the season passes character. 
Just the fucking I agree with you, Ronnie. <laughs> but but I will say that there's about the Chocobo GP that that one's probably gonna hopefully going to change because apparently a lot of people are asking for refunds uh, because. I would do that too. You're paying forty. I mean, uh, I'd get it if it was like. It was advertised. It, it's. I don't know if. Oh god. It, I, I wish I had a People visual. People pre-ordered the game and they didn't say this was going to happen. I know. And the, no. when you get to the the main menu, it looks like a free-to-play gotcha game. It has the the you know the purchasable currency at the top of the main menu. You think they just like switched oh. it and forgot? Like, oh, yeah, oh, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> that someone just really <laughs> fucked up here. But I don't. <laughs> Otherwise, it's no, insidious as fuck. I don't the, understand. The paid one only has five characters. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That would be funny. That would also be funny. Forty dollars, no uh, cash shop, five, uh, five drivers, uh, and in the in the free one you can purchase twenty drivers. Uh, no, this is uh, it's fucked. It's fucked. Uh. Anyways, uh, that was our little tangent on uh, horrible uh, Square Enix games. Uh, let's move on to... Uh, Stranger Paradise is not a horrible Square Enix game. Not a horrible Square Enix game. No. That's important. It's that, The best PS2 game known to man. What I love about Stranger Paradise so far is, <laughs> is that they, they, they were like, should we go like serious here or should we just fuck it? And they went for <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. And they're just going... Yeah, they're just... Mm. It's it's great. That's good. You know what they should also it's, it just plays like Neo. So yeah, Neo is good. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Honestly, the impression I've gotten so far from watching Lakeel is that like, world wise, it is well defined fantasy, but like edgy. Yes. Yes. For adults, it's like the adults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is your dad. Well, style Rollo, without spoiling anything, they tell you like the moment you start the game this is not a normal final fantasy game <laughs> there is it's crazy that's, so that's yeah perfect yeah, I, yeah, yeah. the I opening scene every... is yeah it's wild so yeah, yeah. uh highly recommend that. stranger of paradise all right uh, out on friday next yeah this friday um all right yeah, tuesday. sorry no it's tuesday they moved tuesday. it didn't they yeah it's tuesday mm. but we'll be playing it we'll on be friday. playing it on friday yes Tune all right in. um it's time for Mogmail, I guess. Uh, uh, Speakersvideo.com slash Mogmail. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have the Mogmail uh, on screen, I just realized. <laughs> That's the thing I should have had. Uh, so I'll just read them. Uh, this is from uh, Moon Bunny Chan from Balmung. Uh, MSQ Roulette. From the previous live letter, I thought that the rework uh, was much further off. Like part of the long-term goals heading into the next expansion rather than seemingly next patch. I know a lot are rejoicing in the death of its current form, but not gonna lie, I'm gonna miss it. It was nice having something I could breeze through for a lot of EXP. And I know this sounds bad, but it was great for leveling, class, uh, for leveling classes I don't really like and will never play again until the next expansion after capping. It's also going to be weird to lose uh, since I've been running those dungeons uh, as is since A Realm Reborn. I remember those being the endgame dungeons you'd run for tomes. Having them be different now is going to feel so strange. Also, I know it's strangely specific, but I liked getting to see the other people in my party in the cutscenes. Nothing else in the game really does that, aside from showing people briefly entering a dungeon or summoned into a trial. 
Any predictions for how they're going to uh, be now? I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how they'd cut the cutscenes while keeping the story. I, for one, hope they at least find a way to keep in such devastation. That's actually a good point about the the, the people in the cutscenes. It is perhaps one of the the few times where a maybe the only time where an MSQ cutscene has party members in it. I agree um, with all the points. As yeah, well. I'll miss it. Yeah, it's just it's just um, intro or cutscenes to bosses and, and uh, or trials. That yeah. Usually happen. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that or that's... other dungeons or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's going to be weird. Uh, I don't think I'll. It's going to be a thing that we're going to reminisce about a lot after it's gone. I just know on this show, I'm going to keep bringing up. I'll remember. Remember we had to do Praetorium Eight Man. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> Um, you guys have it too good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how they're gonna. Um... Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah. I, here's here's a thing that incorporates other characters in cutscenes. Okay. Uh, the fishing voyages are. True. They have really intricate background cutscenes for every player character. That's right. true. That's true. Uh, I hope they do that again. That's cute. Yeah, I do like it when they they. It's more immersive. Um, what? yeah. Um, it's not MSQ. It's not MSQ. I, it's but, not MSQ. But, but it's an it's a cutscene. Yeah, that was already out there. Yeah. Like, what are the MSQs? <laughs> well, I know the fishing voyage. Well, I mean, it's... Why? I never where'd said that come from? It, 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 it animates characters in ways, you know, right, and yeah, they're true. actually yeah, the people the on the boat. And stuff, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I kind of uh, hope one day maybe we get... Because um, you know how, like, when you, you're in a party and you're viewing cutscenes within your own house, like it places mm-hmm. or whoever's in your party into that cutscene if you're rewatching oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, at, le- at least for whatever cutscene can have other players in it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder, or I-, I hope that maybe in the future we can get that going in like an MSQ kind of thing, like in the overworld mm. cutscenes. They don't have to be involved, but it'd be nice, like if you're, you know, questing with your buds. Yeah. They're just there in the background. Maybe playing cards. Who that, knows? That's something I wish we had. Like a quest link system where we could do quests together. Um, uh, you the, know what game has that? What? The most the best game ever. Bioware's the old Republic. <laughs> well, there you go. But to be fair, that's their big gimmick. Yeah. That's yeah. their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will say I don't know how easily they could implement that. that's the problem isn't it yeah because it's very i much... mean just imagine your friends in the background playing cards while you're uh, yeah through <laughs> Ultima Thule. I, I i want them just doing dumb shit in the background like you know yeah they're my entourage mm. that would be a it way be cool it would be a way to like bake in path companion in a like very s- oh. <laughs> not 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 in a real sense they won't they won't yeah. actually re- i mean you're the party member won't actually be referred to or like they won't talk to them but they'll be there you can be like oh it's my pet companion mm-hmm. um yeah no um i don't think they're gonna make big cuts in the msq i don't think Gaius' speech is gonna get cut it'll just play at the end of the of the trial or the dungeon uh, or at the end of the dungeon i would assume but um yeah i don't see I, them I was... making any changes to that yeah, you'll still get the full experience, if not a better experience, mm-hmm. uh, if you're just doing it for cutscenes in MSQ. Right. Uh, before, or, or they, um, than we did before. Mm-hmm. They said that they're shrinking it down to four players, but I don't know if they said that they're going to make the cutscenes skippable or remove them. They might still have the cutscenes in exactly the same places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so uh, there you go. Uh, thank you, uh, Moonbunny Chan. Uh, 
La uh, last mog mail that we uh, have here is from Win Windows Sapphire oh, Solera. No. Uh, oh my god. While playing through MSQ again on an alt, I realized there is a section in Alpus called the Twelve Wonders. It's where they control the elements in order to balance the weather and climate uh, climates of Alpus. Do you think the Twelve Wonders, and in turn the Twelve Elements separated by their umbral and astral forms, is related to the Twelve at all? While each of the Twelve is related to an element, could it be that the myth was created as a way to better understand the elements rather than actual entities slash gods? Love you guys. Thank you, Wynn. Uh, well... Interesting thought. It's something mm. that we didn't bring up when we talked about the 12 last time, but uh, it's definitely um, interesting that it's called the 12 Wonders. Um, and the question and they, for you yeah. then, Wynn, is was the, who's made the myth, though? <clears throat> was it the ancients who made the myth or us? Because we've seen that we're getting a location, which mm -hmm. looks to be the, the spire, the lightning spire from their heaven. Yeah. Is that within the context of the ancients and Elpis, or is that within the context of us? Cause... Yeah, well, it depends on, like, let's say that they were the people that worked in the Twelve Wonders. Like, say, let's say, um, who are we expecting to see? And is it Byragot and. Um... Uh, Ramu. Uh, no, no, Ralga. <laughs> Ralga. <laughs> to be fair, Ramu is Ralga. Yeah, they're in charge of the lightning wonder or whatever, whatever it's called. Uh, they come to our world and they build this tower and that, that's where they control that element. And then the stupid Hydalinians, the Sundered, are like, oh, what this? And they're like, oh, we're just controlling, you know, this element. Gods. <laughs> and they start praying, and they're like, oh god, the big gods! Uh, and there you go, and that's that's how the myth is born. Oh, well, possibly. Um, I definitely can see the Twelve Wonders being involved in the the Twelve Raid. Yeah. Question is, where does Azim come into this? That's a good point. Because as it's we know Azim's job, he is he is a wanderer. He he does not really have responsibilities, or he or she, because mm -hmm. they don't really have responsibilities in the sense of like this is their job. Their job right. is to resolve disputes throughout the land. Well, are you talking about Azem? Yeah, Azem. Sorry. Well, we don't know if Azem is related to the Twelve at all, do we? We don't. But there is that one is... Twelve who is I a mean... wanderer. I mean that. <laughs> no. You know, I, I mean. Yeah, I've been kind of thinking about this, but you know how, like, we say, you know, we're a Zem, mm -hmm. and we are a Zem, deceit, mm -hmm. right? Uh, at least before everything went to shit. Yeah. But how do we know, like, it's not just Heidelin's seat that they're always referring to when we say, like, oh, the seat of a Zem is just, or uh, in these other references we're getting, like, especially in, um, uh, uh, oh. The Mongol land. Why am I? Uh, Zim Step. Yeah. Zim Step. Um, oh, you yeah. know, they have they have their version of Azem and all that, and we just we keep assuming that it's related to us. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Benal was Azem too. Well, that is true. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Yeah, we uh, there's a lot we don't know. We have assumed a lot without actually having any we're, confirmation. So we're a, a fragment of the the. We can't really call it current Azem, but the one who was in place. The last Azem. The last Azem. Yeah. But yeah, for now, we before. Mm -hmm. They make it sound like it's fairly recent, too, that we yeah. came to that seat because yeah. what we we got there, or Azem got there after um, Hades, right? Or after Emmett's I think is what they say. Yeah. 
Yes, I, think so. I, I think believe so. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. a lot of Azim's, the seed of Azim's achievements could be more related to Heidelin's doing than our own. That's true. Well, that's the trouble with that, though, if, if we're bringing Azim into it, <clears> is that doesn't relate to the yeah. 12 wonders As, at all, really. I I'm starting to think that Azim has nothing to do with the 12. I feel like that's completely separate. Uh, the, these are some. There's so something else that we haven't learned of yet. You, th you think when Orianje brought that up, like in the like side mm -hmm. dialogue in in the, the waking's not waking sand, sorry, the rising stone. Rising you think stone. that was a? Uh, you thought that was well. A, it was like a theory. A distraction. Yeah, it might have been because they probably knew that was, we were yeah. theorizing about it. But Orianje kind of made that connection and made an assumption because of the similarity in names and all so, that. But he, he, yeah, he could be wrong. Well, we obviously have to talk about Azema. The problem I have with it is that it ties us down to one specific god, one specific element. It's kind of weird if Azem is Azema. It is weird. Because that just makes us... Well, I, yeah. I don't think the gods are necessarily us. I think they're inspired by one aspect of us. That doesn't necessarily mean that Azema was Azem. So who was Azema? We could, that's not a real person. So you don't think they were real at all? They weren't any that's anything. Very I, I'm not. That's a theory. I yeah, don't yeah. Know no, if no, that's no. Necessarily but that's really true. That's, that's okay. in this theory. I am suspecting they might not have been real. They were, as Mayla said, they could have been inspired by this god machine that, that controls like the elements that they don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a like a long game of telephone just being distorted into from actual he, concept yeah. to god <laughs> yeah because that that yeah. i believe that i definitely believe that's that's why i think the symbol on the the tower is at the original like seal or or symbol for them yeah. and then over time that just became what we have now in the pantheon of the 12. i mean we've seen that happen already anyway with the exile yes yes true yeah they were like garuda was just some woman yeah yeah and now Maybe she's we'll a see. what a woman <laughs> Oh, yeah. maybe we'll maybe we'll see how the azim or the azem uh like soul crystal evolved into the azema symbol mm. yeah 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 Possible. because they're gonna need to explain why men if men if the 12 are related to the ancients they're mm -hmm. gonna need to explain why menfina's symbol looks like that well what that you know true. i've been thinking about that i think this has given them a way to retcon um, the the whole symbol, you know, because Menfina has the the Dalamud, the lesser moon around it, uh, which dates from before like the Alagans even built it. Um, but I think they're going to retcon it into saying that the Alagans repurposed it. Yeah, they they added it themselves so that it became that way. Now they have like a way of like, oh yeah, but history is constantly changing, uh, so. <laughs> The Allegan canon isn't what I believe in. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but it's still weird, though, that they were like, mm, well, we have sent up our own little moon. Now let's change this ancient symbol to include our moon as well. Um, very odd. Very well, I mean, to be fair, it could have been an ass. Like, it could, well, because it was M itself that was involved True. In, mm. in the Allegan. So you could have been like, ah, wouldn't it be funny? Yeah. Like, if they just. <laughs> yeah. Really oh, funny. Really funny. Um, okay. That's a, an, an aside um, mm. that's related uh, that I never noticed before, but in the, the art book, because the Aram Reborn ones were reprinted, um, in the Sanctum of the Twelve, where it has all the symbols of the 
gods. Mm-hmm. They have one of them's in gold and one of them's in silver to represent Astrid and Umbral, which I'd never noticed in game. Oh, um, I've never. But that's apparently what it was in the concept art. That's what they pointed out. So I ah, that was cool. that's interesting. Huh. But I've never seen it in game, so I might. Have, you know, if anyone's seen that, mm. look at the uh, the pictures around the sides. Wow. All right. Um, okay. Well, that's. Um... That's that. We'll see how. I'm very excited to learn more about this. Uh, it's so close now. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Probably a month away. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Wen. Um, thank you to people who have sent in Mogmail. Send in Mogmail at speakersavvy.com slash Mogmail. Uh, we need Mogmail, so uh, do send in. Um, that's uh, it for Mogmail. Now we need to jump into the main story, which uh, is, of course, an interview <laughs> with Yoshi P. Jesus <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, it's also also featuring uh, Ishikawa, of course. Uh, this is actually an interview from a couple of weeks ago that yes. we didn't have time for back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's the same wine. <laughs> yes. It's the same wine, yes. It is, it is, it is. Uh, breaking down the twists of Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker with Naoki Yoshida and Natsuko Ishikawa. Um, the creative, creative team behind Final Fantasy XIV talk Garlemald, Emmet Selk, and what's next for the MMO? So, um, Natsu- uh, Natsuko Ishikawa and Naoki Yoshida had a monumental task. Wrapping up development of a decade-long story in Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. The climactic expansion to the Heidelin and Zodiac plot arc. See, they solved it. Ah, they solved that issue by adding... On. Yeah. Uh, now, several story patches and a whooping uh, great expansion later, Ishikawa and Yoshida have, by all accounts, stuck the landing. Getting to Endwalker has been a long road, uh, uh, long road though. Square Enix debuted the Shadowbringers expansion in 2019, a story which is still widely seen as the high point of Final Fantasy XIV's expansive saga. I don't think I was con- uh, consciously feeling any pressure about living up to Shadowbringers says Ishikawa, who penned the stories of both Shadowbringers and Endwalker. It turns out Ishikawa is just like the rest of us, telling ourselves our work isn't good enough no matter how much praise is heaped upon it. Ishikawa views the end result of her work as far from perfect, but does not admit admit that in any scenario, making Final Fantasy XIV's finale a fitting conclusion was always going to be tough to achieve. After 11 years of story development, it's easy to see why Ishikawa was feeling a little pressure going into Endwalker, but the writer says she nonetheless enjoyed working on the concluding chapter, as it's not often one gets the chance to write the ending to such a long-running saga. That would stress me the frick out. (laughs) Why did you censor yourself? I'm, uh, it's the new me. It's the new me. It's the new me. Okay. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah, so uh, doing... um, yeah, ending it's because she isn't the only one who's been writing the story, and also this no. is a story that was started by a whole other team as well originally. So a lot of pressure. Well, who ended their decade-long storyline better, Final Fantasy or Warcraft? Oh, was the storyline in Warcraft? Didn't it just burn down some tree and some lady turned evil? <laughs> no, but then it turned out it was always a man that had just been introduced. Uh, yes, yes. Oh, so me, me yeah. Tian, like me yeah, it was Meteon, yeah. It's kind of similar, <laughs> isn't it? In fairness, every game that has such a long storyline has to have a pop-up, Miss, otherwise it doesn't. Mysterion? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> see... The, South Park. The, <laughs> the, 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 the thing with the pop-up 
like villain at the end. It's kind of something you have to, like Mela said, you have to because the story is so long, like ten years. How, it's like how you you it can't, can't be someone who was introduced originally right, because be, you'll have had ten years ago. I mean, yeah, we knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would, would you have been happier, Mela, if Xenos was the final boss? No. 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 Yeah, In like fact, a, I'd be really how, angry. How how angry would you have been if Xenos was the one that took Zodiac's body and then that That's, was the final boss? That would I would that be so pissed. Hey, I'd have just laughed. Yeah. Isn't this what's happened with Game of Thrones too? Oh, don't, don't even know. remind me of Game <laughs> don't, of Thrones. I, I will I get so angry just being reminded <laughs> of that. Listen, that's your fault for falling for a bad story. Oh, but it was so was good. It I was... knew I could see the writing on the wall. Mm, yeah. Ah, uh, more of Rollo's hipster takes the early Game of Thrones was bad. <laughs> yeah, that thing you like it was always bad. It was never. That is. It wasn't bad. We okay. I am and not the going music there. You like too? We are also bad. Short on oh time as it is, we're not doing this. I'm gonna leave you hanging on that. Uh, you can <laughs> defend yourself in the comments. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um. The latest expansion, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, had it all. Characters switching bodies, a new tribe of adorable denizens in the Loperates, uh, a threat that could wipe out all existence in the known universe, and gloomy war stories which would rival uh, Isao Takahata's Grave of the Fireflies in morbidity. Oh. It wasn't as bad as Grave of the Fireflies. Nothing. I, very little. That's yeah. That, <laughs> what a comparison. Uh, Grave of the Fireflies in morbidity. In the Garlemald yeah. section of the story. Sorry, Rolla, what? Yeah, it's tied to like a real world event, so I think it's a bit hard yeah. to... Well, it's also true, but yeah. it's, even if it wasn't, that is just horrendous. Yeah. Um, the Garlemald... Oh, you not like it? No, I love it, but it's just... Oh, okay, it's sorry. Really thought... Like, it's, it's okay. really depressing. Yeah. It makes sorry. you feel horrendously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, mm. I really... It's hard to watch. Yeah. The Garlemald segment, with its bombed-out streets and lifeless populace, was horrifying. It was one of the most difficult scenarios to write in Endwalker, says director Yoshida, adding that it was necessary to portray the lives of everyday Garleans because we had never uh, met any of them in our 11 years playing Final Fantasy XIV. Yoshida reckons players imagine huge war machines and stoic generals when they think of Garlemald, so flipping the script to show the lives of ordinary citizens instead was paramount. For Ishikawa, Garlemald drew inspiration from war documentaries. While we hope the problem... Yeah, this... Odd to be that's reading this right has... now, but yeah. That's why she has oh. that thousand-yard stare at the time. She's, <laughs> she's, so many... she's been watching a lot. While we hope the problems will be solved, we won't always be able to see that uh, resolution at the end of the program. Ishikawa says, adding that she deliberately made sure all the narrative pieces didn't fit together so the player would be left pondering the situation. Ishikawa wanted Garlemald to show players the magnitude of the war-torn problem and leave them open to questioning what they would actually do about the situation. That's fair. I think for the most part, the Garlemald questline did feel kind of like we weren't able to solve this. We weren't able to help. Mm -hmm. It maybe ended a bit uh, Sometimes you just can't, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Georgi? You can't save everyone. This is a difficult, difficult topic to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I just realized yeah, I that <laughs> this hits different there's now. There's a lot of real world um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's little comparisons. Yeah. Currents and it's also Hitting a little too close to home this time. Uh, I posed that very question to Alphino and the other characters by daring to write about the conflict just how it was, with uh, things not proceeding the way the group of heroes wanted, Ishikawa says. 
As such, the writer was able to construct a plotline through Garlemald that challenged our heroes to proceed while suffering and, and agonizing over setbacks, which is the hope through um, which is the hope through strength that Heidelin discovered to ward off destruction of the universe. No pressure then. Near the conclusion, <laughs> near the conclusion of the Garlemald section of Endwalker, things got weird. Our warrior uh, of light temporarily switched bodies with a common Garlemald soldier and was promptly kidnapped by Fan Daniel uh, for a dinner party with arch-villain Xenos. That's I love a wacky favorite scene. <laughs> it's a good scene. That's a. Uh... Yeah, that's Art up villain. there in uh, in in like my f one of my favorite cutscenes from uh, from from Endwalker. Oh, absolutely! They're so yeah. devilish about it too. Yeah, I, I think we talked about it, but they have that scene where it's like, "Oh, look, you're coming back," mm -hmm. and then it's playing the the nice music. You're like, "No, yeah, that's not me." Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, I kind of wish they did more with that, like. As good as that cutscene was, and like what happened, like what followed, it felt like they were like, "Oh, that's a cool visual," and then they never did it again because yeah, it it, quickly it, it instilled this like fear. It's like, "Oh my god, if he can do that with me, like that's fucked." Um, yeah. But then and they didn't Daniel do it. Just anything. came along and was like, "Well, time's up." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a bit weird, but um, but it was a cool moment. Um, uh, that's a wacky plot twist, and Yoshida teases that he adjusted the original scene from Ishikawa. But for Ishikawa, it's much more simple. Zenos wanted to do it because it was interesting to him. Nothing more, nothing less. In fact, Ishikawa thinks we're a bit quick to judge Zenos by his domineering appearance, a glowering sneer, and bloody scythe the size of a human. It's that Zenos is willing to go through whatever trial and error it takes in order to achieve his goals that separates him from the player character Ishikawa believes. Yes, Zenos does think about only himself, and that can have dire consequences for those around him. But it's his drive to do whatever he believes is necessary to achieve his goals that truly separates him from anything we are able to do as players. Apparently his goals were interesting. Yeah. His goals is to... Just chill out, have fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. But also, I mean, he did... There yeah. is that literal scene where he's like, all right, well, even if I had good reasons, would you fucking care? Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. He's talking yeah, to you, like, Georgi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind his goal. I just think that, it's, like... It's not a great have goal. many. Yeah. Xenos uh, has been a threat to players for years. The villain's story was wrapped up in Endwalker, just like the Hydaelyn and Zodiac. God damn it! You already had a, a solution to this. Why are you doing this? The Hydaelyn and Zodiac arc, and both Yoshida and Ishikawa are very happy with the end result. His story needed no further embellishment, nor any further happiness or misery, says Ishikawa, adding that because Xenos wasn't concerned with how others saw him, she had no hesitation in writing out the closure of his story. Yoshida, on the other hand, says Xenos was the only one who saw the Warrior of Light as a simple adventurer again, joking that when the villains ask, asks, did you find fulfillment, that doubles as a question from the development team to the player. Yeah, that was actually a survey monkey, that last question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I yeah. hope it was. I hope they, they do something with that and then they make fun of you I, for it. I do answer that question, though. Mm, yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, do you? Oh, yeah, you do, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he, he asked you, he's like, oh, so, or don't you just want to be a fun adventurer and fucking fight me? Come on, just accept it. Yeah. Um, 
Partway through Endwalker, a familiar face appears, Emmett Silk. The immensely popular villain of Shadowbringers returns to interact with players and significantly shake up Endwalker's story. Yoshida immediately shoots down the possibility of Emmett Selk having been resurrected in Endwalker because of his popularity, outlining that it was because the villain was originally conceived as taking on another stage in post-Shadowbringers patches that he naturally became attached to Endwalker. Yeah, I... This is a thing that I hope... Do you think they will be tempted to bring Emmett Selk back again? At some point? Nah, well, maybe tempted, but I don't think they should. I hope they don't. I mean, technically not dead in one specific area that we can go to mm-hmm. and that we currently have more story well, associated didn't, with. Didn't they, return, didn't they return to the live stream after that? No, no, I mean in, in Elpis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in El- well, Oh, yeah, he in has Elpis. no memory there. Yeah. Well, well, he's no memory of us. He doesn't, but that doesn't mean he can't. Well, true. You know, something can't happen. You know? So he's technically still in the picture, I guess. Yeah. But no, yeah. I. I, <clears throat> I hope. I, I hope, hope they don't. I hope unless they have don't. a really good reason. No, I. Yeah. I don't think they're going to involve us in Elpis again because he can see the color of our soul. He'd we'd be going through the exact same steps that we did when we first arrived at Elpis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this time we just say no. That's not me. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't stop. We, did, we said no the first time. The only yeah. reason we revealed it is because uh, Vinar was there. <laughs> Just say no again. Uh, okay. Um, moving on. While the throws in outlining those Endwalker beats, Final Fantasy XIV's development team were still considering whether or not to include the Hydaelyn and Zodiac story. Good. Then, uh, unannounced 6.0 update. As such, we hadn't decided exactly how we were going to present the episode about the Ancients, says Ishikawa, adding that this is what led to her suggesting, <laughs> suggesting even, that Emmett Selk be returned to the Ethereal Sea in patch 5.3. To make, matter- yeah. to make matters more complicated, Yoshida dictated that Emmett Selk would narrate Endwalker's opening movie as a disembodied voice. In response, Ishikawa decided she'd go all out writing Emmett Selk's part of Endwalker and the villain's triumphant return in the Elpis section was born, as the expansion's content was fully outlined by the development team. Emmett Selk wasn't the actual antagonist at Endwalker, though. That honor belongs to Meteon. Or does it? Ishikawa strongly disputes Meteon being an actual antagonist. uh, uh, Hypothesizing, even. I was That was literally what was happening in my brain. Uh, that the alien life forms that filled her with despair might be the real bad guys here. Oh, this... shit, sir. Uh, society is at fault. <laughs> aliens. This story will puzzle those who are trying to... Aliens <laughs> this story will puzzle those who are trying to find an enemy or evil, the writer says, pointing to the various enemies and bosses you encounter as the only clear enemies throughout Endwalker. Mm, I don't know if That's I agree. A... No, I don't know if I agree either. I don't mm. think I would have claimed that the, the people out in space to be the the true villains of the story. I would have oh, said yeah. it. I would have That's said a... it was... Um, I would have said it was... Um, what's his name? Uh, Fandaniel. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying that we we have to blame all those planets and civilizations that were d- in despair, like they were struggle, they were dying? It's their fault that yeah, absolutely, bad people. Were yeah, they were, their fucking world was dying. They were they were miserable. If you're sad, that's your fault. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a great message. Um, yeah. 
Weird. I thought it would be better to finish off each scion in a way that the player can't see, Ishikawa adds. The writer wanted players to believe and continue forward with oh, the you hope... Skipped a, you oh, skipped a sorry. Uh, having the scions give their lives in the struggle against Meteon in Ultima Thule was breathtaking, and that's exactly the way Ishikawa wanted it. I didn't want the battle against the despair of the stars in Ultima Thule to be a contest of who's got the better way with words, she says. Adding that the Scions all expressed despair when descending from the Ragnarok, but these words were only a small part of their story. I thought it would be better to finish off each Scion in a way that the player can't see, Ishikawa adds. The writer wanted players to believe and continue forward, with the hope that the Scions would eventually reappear. It's those who forged ahead and believed, Ishikawa says, that were treated to experience the ending with the Scions returning. Mm. I kind of uh, went forward with the hope that the Scions wouldn't appear. You you wanted them to be dead? Not like I didn't. Like, I didn't want them all to disappear, but I wanted it to be more impactful. Well, to, like to sacrifice yourself yeah. for the greater good here in this. <laughs> horrible world at the end i the genuinely universe. thought maybe thankred had died exactly yeah yeah same so, so that was kind of sad weird after that death, it was a weird off yeah, but i'm like that, yeah that the more you think about it fine. the less it makes sense but right then because i'd already yeah. i mean i was went in there with the death flags everywhere so i thought every like yeah. someone's gonna die here yeah. uh and but then, by the time astinian does his thing i'm like oh yeah that's well, the yeah. problem because okay. when the others start going i'm like there's no way <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, but there is still that little thing. Like, but I still want them to come. Yeah, back. and but but then even mm. even then when they were all dying, I'm like, maybe not all of them comes back. Like exactly, maybe yeah. Thancred's mm. been gone for too long. Uh, but yeah, um, but no. no, it wasn't quite. It it didn't. The stakes didn't I, feel that high when I was there. Unfortunately, I think if they started like Ishtola and Uriange characters that we've had for the longest period of yeah. time, I think it would have been more believable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. I think choosing to have Estenian go second yeah. makes it much more difficult to believe. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. Thancred was a good start because we, we talked about it before the expansion came out that his storyline was done. Like, it felt like he mm. had nothing left after that. So it would be okay to, like, cut him loose. Uh, but Estenian had just and previously <laughs> seemed to start a new storyline or something. Yeah. So, yeah. You can tell Thancred's story was done by the fact that his direction at the end of this expansion isn't really going anywhere. Mm, yeah, wandering. <laughs> just wandering around. With uh, Orianche. With Orianche, yeah. So they're true. both uh, not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, okay, Final Fantasy XIV's arc concluded in update 6.0, but that wasn't always the case. Yoshida acknowledges that they could have very easily stretched out the plot into update 7.0, or even 8.0. 7.0 would have been acceptable. Yeah. And probably better overall. But it would not 8 have been... 8.0 is too much. Yeah, that was probably stretching mm -hmm. it too far. But would not have been able to create the impact and release of emotions that Endwalker did. I think we've... I disagree. I think having it, splitting it over two expansions would have been better. Because it really does feel like there's two expansions crammed yeah, into one. Yeah, it's very... Very rushed in places. Yeah. Um, alas, this is what we got. Uh, as for the future of Final Fantasy XIV, there's plenty left to explore. There there are still plenty of adventures to be had in Etheris, says Yoshida, adding with a chuckle that with the power of Dynamis, the adventurer... The, sorry, the adventure never ends. Ishikawa, Ishikawa has quite the teaser for the future. Is there still more to explore, you ask? Hmm. 
Now, didn't Emmett Selk mention something about that? That's not a teaser, because he literally mentions everything. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> he just looks at you in the eyes like, oh, what all the adventures you'll have. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't think this is what Yoshi P means when he says with the power of Dynamis, mm. but the idea of it just makes it seem like because of how Dynamis works, essentially you could explore forever. They could just make places up. <laughs> that is true. <sighs> yeah. It could be like Kingdom Hearts. Oh, please. I just got all these oh, Disney worlds. I understand yeah. that it's that they think it's cool to make their own like new things, but p please, we have so much existing stuff that we need to explore. I disagree with you. Mericity and the <laughs> new world are boring. Toy Story Land? <laughs> no. Look, you no. Know, they could be Australian or American down there. Do you really want to go there? No, that's true. Well, no, that's imagine true. that. Imagine if the Americans oh. are in Mericity and the Australians <laughs> are in the new world. Now, that would be a twist. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's there a good is. plot twist. Yeah. The, there's Challenge more... your own expectations. <laughs> I mean, that's as my... how you feel, Georgi, when it's... Oh, good day, mates. <laughs> Welcome to Mericidia. Could you imagine oh like, my the God, biggest I... Australian accent in this game? Oh my God, that'd be I... interesting. I, that's like that's one of the main... There. Could you go sort of out? That's one of the main reasons I want Mericidia to be Australian. Mm. I just want to hear all these stupid Australian accents. Yeah. Yeah. From new characters. Yeah, and it's all going to be British people trying to sound Australian. So you'll like the varying degrees in Britain. Yeah, but I, I hope they don't. I hope it's all just British actors like <laughs> they usually do. That <laughs> would still be better than the Americans trying to do a British accent. That's from true. Realm from Realm Reborn. Yeah. That... Uh, it was so. No, how dare you? We were well, we made the greatest British people ever. Yeah. You were awful. Wait, oh my god. <laughs> From an American, we make the best <laughs> British people ever. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, doubling down on that one, too. <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah, go on. Something this interview makes me wonder, and it's not something I had really thought about before. Considering how often Final Fantasy games take elements from previous games, mm -hmm. do you think Dynamis is going to be a concept that will appear in future Final Fantasy games? <sighs> in future Final Fantasy games? That's interesting. Ooh. Uh... I don't think Dynamis has the same pull as Materia, which would be, Possibly I guess, not. an equivalent kind of mechanic or concept. Mm -hmm. Maybe if it if it keeps going on in the story, uh, and then um, they like make it a bigger thing, like oh, Dynamis is a, a core part of yeah. fourteen systems. I need to, uh, but I need to mention that yeah. Dynamis is a thing in eleven. So it, it, it's it, a location in oh, yeah. eleven. Though. Yeah, 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 but it's it's still a thing within the i think the name dynamis mm. is already been reused in 14 as a concept so they don't tend to pull things out of the mmos into the single players though like a lot of the things that are are reused in 14 are from 11 well that's because 14 and 11 are were supposed to be sort of the same well, thing well that's, that's also true it's just but it, like how it was made like do you think we'll get gooboos in 16 i mean i hope so i mean but... Yeah, it I mean, feels we have. Like they don't grab things from the MMOs much. Well, we haven't had the chance to like see that yet because twelve, thirteen, and fifteen. Fifth, well, well, fifteen had a ton of stuff. Mela, from... thirteen had one to go off of. There was no well, way true. anything was going to get lifted out of that 11, game. Though, and eleven. I mean, they did give Lightning the armpit Mikote outfit, so that's true. Mm. Um, I don't know. Eleven is kind of different. I don't. Eleven. 
I don't know how what they would take out of eleven because eleven doesn't have a lot of like locations, character, like names of things. That's that I'm sure they have in thirteen uh, and possibly even fifteen. But I I'm not on top of all the references. But I the thing is, it's uh, the further you get in the game series, the harder it is to make unique things. I'm not surprised mm. if we're we're gonna see gobus in sixteen. Yeah. Mm, or Spriggans. Or Spriggans. Spriggans. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's anima- so many enemies yeah. that they could pull from 11 and 14 now that exactly. could appear and in mainline good. games. Yeah. The thing about 12 and 15 is, particularly 12, has a really unique aesthetic that is oh. like feels different from previous Final Fantasy games. Yeah. And 15 as well, to a certain extent, because of the fact that like it's set in this weird like modern world. Mm-hmm. 12 especially, it has that Evelisian, like filter. Like, Evelisse in itself is like such a different... It's like its own unique concept It's almost 14. like a game oh, sorry, series. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it is. It's like it shouldn't even be part of Final Fantasy anymore. It, yeah. Like, it's almost like an honor that it's like here. Yeah, here are exactly. some evilies for your Final Fantasy franchise. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That is uh, Chad is correct that there were there is the fourteen fifteen crossover as well. That's true. That's true. But that that's is directly tied so that's to that's a crossover. Lore. Yeah, it's slightly different. It's but... it's not like we're talking about like something that's like baked into the actual world, like from the get go. Like, this is a Gobu just walking mm-hmm. past. I, I, but I, I think I just don't think they there's... Well, they've done the Sasha Seagra as well. Yeah, they have. I, they just so. haven't had enough games post fourteen exactly. to like really pull from it. I think sixteen is going to be where we start really seeing it. I mean, ah, it I mean, makes sense, especially considering Yoshida. the producer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it literally has like a crystal. Tunnel. There's a mother crystal referenced yeah, in it, there, mm-hmm. so. 16 is like just single player 14, it seems. <laughs> yeah, and it's high fantasy, which we haven't had in a good. while. It's yeah. going to be good. Okay, well, uh, on that note, uh, I think it's time to wrap up this uh, show. We'll go into the post-show after this if you're watching live. Thank you for watching uh, this episode 290 of Speakers of Heidlin. Um Remember to send us Mogmail at speakersxiv.com slash Mogmail. Hopefully the website uh, is still up. Uh, sometimes it's not. <laughs> but just refresh and then it'll be up. Uh, tr- still trying to figure out what the problem with that is. Um, uh, follow on Twitter at speakersxiv, twitch.tv slash speakersofheidel, and youtube.com slash speakersxiv, exclamation Discord in chat. If you're, watching dis- if you're watching Discord, if you're watching live, if you're watching on demand, link is in the description. Uh, send us Mogmail, speakersxiv.com slash Mogmail. Stay tuned for the post show if you're watching live. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Heidelin, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash speakersxiv, or buy some merch at teespring.com slash stores slash speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.